Welcome to Deep Roots Island Waves, stories about life's lessons from Indigenous voices. A collaboration between Clahoos First Nation and Cortez Community Radio. In this edition, producer Carrie Saxifrage contrasts the lives of two Indigenous women who each received very different experiences and tools as they entered womanhood. When a girl approaches puberty, her culture's attitudes toward women and sex come at her in new and often intense ways, both by what is said and also by what is left unsaid. Some girls receive preparation and tools to guide them into adulthood. Others are taught to be ashamed of who they were born to be. This is the story of two indigenous women who received very different messages about coming of age. Helen Nora Hansen, a Clahoos elder, spent eight years at St. Augustine's Indian Residential School and the Seashelt Indian Residential School, both run by Roman Catholic nuns. Helen describes how it felt to come of age severed from her family in a school that was hostile toward her culture and ashamed of womanhood. Michelle Robinson spent her early years in Clahoos traditional territory, north of all coastal roads on the B.C. mainland. High mountain glaciers fed salmon-bearing rivers that coursed through ancient forests and into the steep-walled fjord of Toba Inlet. Her family hunted and fished. Her father had strong ties to his Clahoos traditions. Her mother came from the Stamanus First Nation near Ladysmith, B.C. Michelle's parents gave her the cultural teachings they had received, and she passed those on to her children. Michelle returned to Squirrel Cove in 2015 and now serves as counselor, social development manager, and cultural coordinator. Here's Helen speaking about coming of age in a residential school. It wasn't a good experience. That was back in 1960 uh, when I was in residential school. So not a good experience at all. Michelle's preparation for coming of age began early and included watching the work of her elders, listening in to their lectures, and receiving specific information about the physical and mental changes that accompany puberty. Here's Michelle. It was a celebrated time, like, we, you know, before they would have parties, which people called potlatches or coming-of-age ceremonies or whatever. There was things that were done to celebrate that. And that young lady was kept a treasure. Uh, this is our treasure and taken care of. And it was a special time. And it was all those teachings that she was going to face. Anything in life, she had the teachings and the um, how to do it, how to walk through it, how to be. Michelle's mother had the main role in her education. She gave a lot of how the old ways were, like how you're supposed to be and how the women were to teach the, the girls. And it wasn't forced on them. It was a gentle teaching. Um, that you just went along and you watched them do what they were doing, regardless if it was, you know, taking care of the family or cooking or um, 
fishing, hunting, all those kind of things because I come from a hunting and, and a fishing family. My mom was a hunter and a fisherman, fisherwoman. <laughs> I remember things like watching her. You know, we talked about some of the responsibilities that come. I was never allowed to put my hand to a fish till I was probably about nine, like cutting and cleaning my own fish, you know, but I watched it many times and it wasn't such a scary thing when I actually got to put my hands to doing it, right? Um, so there was a lot of watching, not doing, and then being able to do. And it was exciting. You were anxious to do it. Michelle's mom taught her about puberty. You're going to feel ups and downs emotionally. Uh, you'll, you won't be able to control your emotions because of the changes. It'll be, um, sometimes you feel like crying, you'll feel happy, you'll feel mad. So she went through all of the things you'll feel. Um, physically, she talked about, you know, when your cycle comes and um, what your body does, how it changes. And so... She said, as she explained it, sometimes you're going to not even be able to put words to what you're going to feel, you know, um, with the way you think because of the chemical changes and the body changes. And she said, you're just, you're going to feel like you have no control. You'll feel like maybe you're going crazy some days. <laughs> and then she talked about how to, to remember that it's, it's a natural thing. Um, she explained how the Creator gives this gift to women. It's a gift to women um, because it's a really high honor to have that. When it came to my my um, coming of age, the, the my moon time, my cycle, she explained it more in a cultural sense. It was, wasn't in a religious sense. And uh, so she talked about um, how women were held in a really high regard. You're listening to Deep Roots Island Waves. Stories about life's lessons from Indigenous voices. This episode, brought to you in part by Literacy Now, Cortez Community Forest Co-op, Study Build, and private donors. At the residential school, the nuns treated Helen's natural changes of puberty with silence. You kind of heard about it from your from the other. Uh, children in the residential schools that have already been there. I had three older sisters, so I kind of knew about it, but then there was never any classes to let us know what to expect and what to do. The Roman Catholic nuns um, had did not come to me and explain what had to be done. They more or less had what they called a big girl. You know, so someone older than me, like in the senior class, maybe grade seven or eight, to come and explain or bring us to the bathroom and show us how to use it, how to put it on. And yeah, so in those days it was Kotex. Yeah, what the pads they call it nowadays. Michelle learned prayer and water would help her through. You know, a lot of times we were taught about praying, that, you know, you make sure you, you know, when you need guidance, you feel afraid, you think, you know, you're unsure when you have those feelings with the changes coming of age. Um, there is going to the water, like, and water is, water's water. And we were always taught it doesn't matter if you're going into a shower, that's still water. You go into that shower and you pray. You have no excuse not to. That's the, the strongest connection you can have to the Creator is through water. Um, so you can go to the beach. You can go to the river. You step in that shower. You 
go for a walk in the rain, you pray. Well, it's important that you water is, you do have to bathe yourself, especially during your period time, you know, and um, to be clean. And I didn't really learn much of uh, from my parents about water, um, you know, bathing in it in the creek and stuff, like tr traditionally and culturally. Mm -hmm. Never was taught anything like that. So I know the importance of water, but mind you, in, back in those days when I was 12, uh, I wasn't taught anything about water. Yeah. Women were held in high regard, and the gift they gave of life was of high value. It took, took me a long time growing up in different places when I finally situated where in our territory, um, in town, but in our territory, that I realized I was, we were First Nation and separate and different because we lived so isolated. So I think we just naturally figured everybody else did what we did, I think, you know. So I never really thought differently of it as a kid. As an adult, um, I can see... You know, I had non-First Nation friends where they weren't given those teachings. And, if you know, I think it, I don't know, maybe, I feel maybe they'd be a little ripped off not being able to experience some of those things or to know some of those things about themselves, that it's natural, it's normal. And, you know, the way society is today, it's, it's not a special thing. It's like you get taught it in grade five and, and that's it, right? And... And there's a whole process behind it of it makes you who you are. It makes you, um, if you've done, been given the right teachings, you're, you're a good person and you go out and you learn to help people and you learn to be a part of your community. In the summertime, I think when I was about 13, um, there were times when you just ran out the door, went down to the beach and played and stuff like that. But one day, um, one of my older sisters uh, came to me and it was bath day for us. So, and then usually after that, we usually washed our clothes with a scrubbing board at the time. And uh, I, my mother used to do it for me. And then one day, one of my older sisters came to me and she said, no, it's, it's about time you started doing your own watching your own clothes so you can go over here and start scrubbing your clothes and then rinse them and hang them on the line. That way um, the teaching was, if you start teaching them young to start uh, working after you become a woman, you'll never be lazy when you grow up. You gotta, you gotta catch them when they're at the starting of the puberty age to, um, to start working, doing things on your own. One of my older sisters says, "Oh, you're, you're one of us now. You're. Oh, we heard you got your period, and they were kind of um, um, happy about it, or you know, stuff like that. Yeah. So I was glad to to be with someone that knew knew what was going on, and uh, yeah, you're one of us now, sort of thing." I asked Helen and Michelle for advice to girls as they came of age, and for their parents as well. To be comfortable with coming of age, it's a natural thing for for young women to to be becoming of age and not to be embarrassed about it or feel um, uncomfortable about it. Um, don't be afraid to talk about it because 
we all went through it as women. Each one of us will go through uh, this. what you're going through now. There's nothing to be embarrassed about. Give your girls the free the, the tools. Give them the teachings. Give them everything you possibly can about uh, coming of age. And any choices they make are going to be of their own free will. And sometimes they will make mistakes. <laughs> and, but they're always going to come back to their teachings. They're always going to come back to what you taught them. And that's what I did. I know I made a lot of mistakes in my life, but I always grounded myself back to how, what do you do when you've made a mistake? How do you handle it? How, you know, so you always go back to what you've been taught. Thanks to producer Kerry Saxifrage for this edition of Deep Roots Island Waves. Senior producers are Morgan Tams and Greg Osoba. Series coordinator is Odette Auger. Clahousse coordinator is Jacqueline Mathieu. Editor is Sean Cowell. Cortez Community Radio is grateful to the Community Radio Fund of Canada, Cortez Island Museum and Archives Society, Canada 150, and the Clahousse First Nation for their support. Find more at cortezradio.ca.